Ladies and gentlemen, you're just in time for the Ed and Bob Show, number 186. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night. We've talked the whole night long. Good morning. 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 Baby, we're staying up late tonight. Yep. Right. Watching the fireworks. Oh, we're always in fireworks. Ain't you got that right. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Brantley, haven't talked to you in a while. I'm doing great, pal. It's just a wonderful time. Well, 186 shows. How long have we been doing this? 20 years? Oh, no. <laughs> we do a lot of shows. This is fun. Is Life crazy, goes baby. on, you know. Yep, here we are toward the end of July, and uh, it's hot. I'm telling you what, July has been hot, and thunder showers and stuff like that, and uh, wherever you, you may list, be listening, we're glad you're uh, tuning in to the Adam Bob Show, number 186. I'm Bob, this guy over there on the other side of the universe is Ed Brantley, and we are, we're tickled to be here, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, let's talk about things that happened on this date back in times gone by. Okay. Well, let's go back to 1715. You remember okay. that? Whoa, 1715. <laughs> That's back when I was born. July 20th, the Riot Act took effect in Britain. Now, here's what it says. Okay. If a dozen or more persons were disturbing the peace, an authority was required to command silence and read this statement right here. Our sovereign Lord and King chargeth and commandeth all persons being assembled immediately to disperse themselves and peaceably to depart to their habitations or their lawful businesses upon the pains contained in this act made in the first year of King George for preventing tumults, riotous assemblies. God save the King. Any person who failed to obey that within one hour, they were arrested. Can you so imagine this doing is, something like that? This is when they say, we're going to read you the riot act. This is it? That's it. I've never That's heard it. that in my life. There you go. You got it. Buddy, we're going to read you the riot act. You don't get out of here. <laughs> King George is going to be mad. Got that right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, Ed, uh, July 20th, 1954, there was an agreement signed in Switzerland ending the war between the French and the uh, People's Army of Vietnam. Mm. Boy, you would think if anybody had heard that before, they'd say, well, I'm not going to get involved in anything like that in Vietnam. Yeah, right. <laughs> How'd that work out? Yeah, that was the first... The first agreement. Good Lots agree. after that, yeah. We don't learn, do we? No, we don't. No, we don't. History no, repeats don't. itself, folks. Learn. Mm -hmm. Try what not else? to do it again. And try not let the business people in this world lead the government, which they're doing. So there you go. It just happens. Okay, in 1969, a global audience, we all watched this, didn't we, Bob? It was Apollo 11 astronaut Neil Armstrong. He took his first step on the moon. As he stepped onto the moon's surface, he proclaimed, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He, you know. In, he, no, wait a minute. He inadvertently omitted an on a before man. 
So, so it should have been a, a small step for a man. Yeah, for a man and slightly. You know, I do remember watching this and, and I do believe that was a moment. Of course, I was a young kid, but um, I remember watching it. We stopped everything to watch it. And I thought it may have been the greatest achievement man has ever done. Mm-hmm. At that time, has there been something else since then? Well, yeah. are you kidding? Anything else happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not much. <laughs> well, I mean, was that was that was that a big deal to you, or you were just like, yeah, it was a big deal, and a lot of people didn't believe it. I remember the Sputnik was a big deal to me. I would stay up at night and look up at the sky and watch that Sputnik satellite go over. The uh, wow. Russian satellite. Remember the little satellite they had? It was oh, just yeah. a little teeny thing. about the size of a basketball. Yeah. The boy, it showed up good at night. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. The things we got into. Yeah, the things that were made up our childhoods. Mm-hmm. I really, loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that our young kids today don't have that type of experiences. Or maybe it's just, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, in 1934, uh, John Dillinger was shot and killed by the FBI in Chicago. He had been uh, raising hell all over Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. And they said a lady in red, which has been used a million times in movies, betrayed him. As he walked walked out of the movie Manhattan Melodrama, starring Clark Gable and Myrna Loy, they tried to arrest him. He was the first FBI public enemy number one, and he died. You know, what? my childhood friend, his father was FBI agent here in Knoxville, and he mm-hmm. was there at that shootout when he was stationed oh, in Chicago. You're kidding. No. Wow. He, he's one of the ones that got Dillinger. He'd be a great guest on the show. I think he's dead. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) What else you got? Well, let's see. Uh, At the conclusion of the Potsdam Conference in Germany, Winston Churchill, Harry Truman, and China's representatives issued a demand for unconditional Japanese surrender. The Japanese were unaware the demand was backed up by an atomic bomb. They rejected it. (laughs) <laughs> on July 26. Wow. Shortly after that, the atomic bomb went off and they agreed. Wow. Yeah. Quite a turning point in uh, America. Hey, mm-hmm. here's something you were involved in, Ed. The yeah. Korean War. Oh, yes. Mm. Ended in 1953. You, were, you, you got to go over there and see the remnants of that. Yes. Uh, but the war was ended in 1953. How long were you in Korea? I was there about six months. What was your take on it back then? Were you scared? Well, in the you... area that I was in, which was up at the DMZ in a little village called Tondashan, it, uh, it, it looked like a very primitive area, nothing like what South Korea looks like today. It was, it was very primitive. People will just use the bathroom on the side of the road. It's, it's terrible, absolutely terrible. Whoa. But today, it's a real modern country from the top to the bottom. And um, 
a lot of great things are going. A lot of cars come out of South Korea, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but it it was a, it was a standoff, you know. They had our number, we had their number, and it was just going to go on forever if it didn't didn't stop. The war did last what just over three years. So you think those two countries ever come together? No, no way. No way. All right, um, Ed, during World War II, I had not heard this. Uh, after 2,326 tons of bombs and incendiaries were dropped by the Allies on Hamburg, Germany, a firestorm killed 42,000 people. Gosh. That's unbelievable. It That's is. almost as many as Americans ever died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In one day. Wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why. And, I never that, and that. that did not end the war. No. Just amazing. <laughs> wow. All right, give us one more, Mr. Brantley. All right, July 30th, 1975. Former Teamsters Union leader James Hoffa was last seen outside a restaurant near Detroit, Michigan. His 13-year federal prison sentence had been commuted by President Richard Nixon in 1971. On December the 8th, 1982, seven years after his disappearance, an Oakland County judge declared Hoffa officially dead. Do you know where he's buried? Um, I don't. <laughs> no, Many I don't people think. have asked me that same question, but I still don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, um, I did not remember that Nixon pardoned him. I bet there was some stuff going on. I bet that was an interesting discussion off the books. I bet that was some, some shenanigans going on there, buddy. Wow. You know All right. that. All right. Uh, anything else? Let's move along. Yeah, we're running long already, I know, but we like to do that. Let's get into questions of the day, and you're first one up. Well, I'm going to ask you a real estate question since you're a real estate guru. How's the real estate bubble going? Is it still going strong? Are people just making wild offers on houses or is it calming down? What's your take? You know, I think it depends on where you live, but I don't know that uh, the economy uh, has affected the real estate market uh, that much yet. I mean, people are still um, making offers over asking price i mean it's mm-hmm. it's nutty and rents are crazy uh, anybody have bought real estate in the past 10 years has um, done very well great so I, I don't know where it's going i mean everybody keeps saying you know the bubble's bursting and this is going to happen and the economy's going to hell and everything and um i'm not sure all that's true I'm not sure either. Hmm. All right, I got a question for you, Ed. Okay, Bob. What is the most important thing a newly married or young couple can do to try to become financially secure and set themselves up uh, in a good direction? Buy a house. Think so? Yeah. Don't buy a car, buy a house. So, first-time buyers, if I'm not mistaken, can still get away putting 10% down? Mm-hmm, yeah. So you're gonna have to have 
25 to $50,000? Well, you know, I, I don't know that it takes that much. I think, I think a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of young people buy houses lately and, and they seem to be doing very well and it seems to be easy. The banks are working with them and I don't think it's that bad. Uh, they haven't cut it off yet, so that's why I was asking about the bubble thing, because the credit's still there. People with marginal credit are still being able to buy a home, and young people can do that. Now, I don't, I don't know how, how this uh, uh, college debt thing's going to fall into that, but what do you think? Well, no, I think you're probably right. I think... And my dad used to always say, you know, real estate, there's only so much of it. They're not going to invent it. However, they do invent it every day in New York when they go up, you know, 100 floors. Um, well, you start low and you build a little equity and you start changing and get more bedrooms, having more children. And uh, it, it just grows with it. And the next thing you know, you're like, wow. You mean we live in this house? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, owning a property, um, unless you buy it high, and even if you buy it high, 10 or 15 years later, it's eventually going to go up. Yeah. So um, that's probably where you need to start your rock. Not mm -hmm. You shouldn't be buying fancy cars. No. Nope. Stuff like that. Not a lot of furniture, just... Let people donate furniture for you get started. Well, of course, they may be well off anyway, but it, it, you know, it, it just, I think that's a good way to get a young couple started. And then when you, you know, when you got something that belongs to you. I heard a statement, maybe it was, uh, who's that guy that does the, you know, buy a beater and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Buy hard items, not soft items. There you go. Buy items that go up in value over time, not items that the day you buy them, they start getting worth less. Yeah. So. All right, go. let's uh, move along here. Ed, tell everybody what the topic of the day today is going to be. Wait a minute. You've you got know, a that was your question, wasn't it? <laughs> it was my question. <laughs> the Supreme Court's a topic of the day. Are they making good decisions or bad? And my sponsor is Weigel's. They've got Ooh. pizza, sandwiches. 25, 30 different sandwiches to choose from. Dippin' Chicken. It's never frozen, hand-breaded, fried to perfection. The Dippin' Chicken is made fresh to order. So when you order it, they make it right then, and then they have seven amazing sauces, one for everyone that'll enjoy. The sauces include their signature Weigel sauce, hot, hot honey, honey mustard, Caribbean jerk, buffalo, and barbecue sauces. And it's all fresh right there at the spot. Look for Weigel's Kitchens. Why there's a Weigel's near you, and I'll bet you they've got a kitchen, and you can get the dipping chicken. Boy, that is a hot item. It's been so successful, and uh, we thank you for trying it out. All right, let's get into our uh, topic of the day, Mr. Brantley. The Supreme Court, are they making good decisions? Um, what is this talk about stacking the court or packing the court and all this stuff? Um and uh, it's interesting, in the last year, um, the Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in college admissions. 
they uh, overturned Roe versus Wade, limiting uh, uh, abortions uh, being legal like they have been. Um, they uh, also, uh, I mean, just uh, a lot of things they've been doing. Uh, some people are surprised. Um, I think they're doing a great job right now. It looks like the conservative court is on top. Well, and, and they've, they've taken things that since the 1970s have stood and then turned them around. Yeah. And I guess my... Is, um, was the Supreme Court in the 70s so liberal... Well, it started. That's when it, it started. A time or what? Why that's is when, that? That's when it started. It goes in cycles, Bob. I think, and and it depends on the appointments that are made, and it depends on the, you know, the way the world is facing things. But I, I am really proud of what they've done the last few years. I mean, they've struck down all these crazy things that the Supreme Court was doing, and it it just it, it gives us it gives me hope for the future, and. Uh, you know, this affirmative action thing can go a long way. It can go, it's not just for colleges, it can go to jobs, it can go to schools and small schools, it can go a lot of places. So, you know, so now, now that liberal part of our country has focused away from the Supreme Court and those issues, and they're focusing on, on other types of issues like the uh, sex change and, and and all of this, and it, it's, it, but that's where it's going. I mean, it's just, <laughs> if they can't win one area, they're going to go someplace else and try. You know what was uh, interesting about affirmative action? You had two black uh, Supreme Court justices, and they were both on e different sides of this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, to me, the... Um, we, we, it seems like we always get down to uh, black versus white. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, African-Americans make up 12, 13, 14% of America. And I believe there's already more Hispanics in America than there are African-Americans. But you don't hear their voices loud no. uh, on these Supreme Court issues and things like that. I guess the biggest thing going on with Hispanics would be the immigration um, thing down at the border. Um, but Biden's administration's $400 billion student loan forgiveness program, they rejected that. Also, the Christian artists who said uh, that uh, they re refused on free speech grounds to design websites for same-sex couples and got sued. They rejected that. Um, this court had three appointed by Donald Trump. Would not, wouldn't you say Donald Trump's influence is greater in the Supreme Court than anything else he did as a president? I think so, and, and it's evident in the decisions that's been made. I mean, can you imagine Donald Trump having bare-breasted women in the Rose Garden for... No, that never happened. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's... I'm telling you, the Democrats and the liberals are just turning this... trying to turn this country upside down. 
And if they can't win in the court, they'll go somewhere else and try. And that's, I think that's what's going on. They're just throwing it out there in your face. So it, Well, they, it, they're on a summer break now. They don't come back until the first week, the infamous first week in October. They say the next uh, court session, they will examine the legal fallout from the expansion of gun rights uh, in a case over domestic violence gun ban that was struck down by a lower court. Uh, they could have a new battle over abortion in the coming months. Um, they, um, the court did preserve the access to the drug used for uh, abortions. Um, they also um, may in the upcoming court uh, do some things to constrain federal regulatory agencies. Um, I don't know, we'll see where it's going to go, but I, I think regardless of whether Trump gets reelected or not, his reach um, is going to be felt for a long time. Well, it will on the court, that's for sure. And, and it's probably going to be, his reach is also going to be felt for a long time in the acts that he does. I mean, he's done some silly things, you know what I mean? He gets sued all the darn time. And that's no way for a president to act in and, and his uh, relationships with women and things like that. I'm, I'm over that part, but his conservative outlook has been pretty good, I think. Well, Article 3, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution says Congress has the authority to change how many people sit on the bench of the Supreme Court. So you could see whoever is in charge in the House of Representatives can change how many justices there are. Right. So if a Democratic or Republican gets power in that judiciary, I mean not judiciary, but the Congress, and they change the Supreme Court, is that extreme? I think so. I think, I think it it, it uh, and also there I don't know if veto power has anything to do with that too but it uh, I, I would I don't that's stacking the court and that's I don't think people are going to go along with that right now and especially it's it's too obvious what the reason you're stacking the court to get your things voted in and it's it doesn't make any sense it would make sense for the Trump team it would make sense for Biden it just doesn't make sense to me uh, like he would try to stack the court to get this free tuition passed and things like that. It, it, well, uh, what if every four years uh, they change how many justices are in the Supreme Court? Well, take them away or add to it, whatever I they want. I don't see why they would do that. The more the more you have there, the more confusion to me. Well, you can also reduce it. Yeah, that's true. They won't do that. I, I just. I mean, if we turn the Supreme Court into a political football, I think that's the downfall of America. No. Yes, I think so. If, uh, if politics gets to influence the Supreme Court to that effect, to that far, you're right. It would be All right, anything else on the Supreme Court you want to add, Ed? No, I don't think so, buddy. All right, tell everybody what's coming up, then I got a sponsor. We're going to do some mailbox reading, and also we're going to do some uh, complaints later on, too. So, what you got, buddy? 
Well, Ben Lucky wants to know where you've been. <laughs> you ain't been lucky if you ain't been there. They're at 4426 Meadowbrook Pike uh, across the KUB substation. What they do, I tell you what, all these big box stores, when you send their stuff back, I did it's the wrong size, it's not the color I wanted, uh, I already got something else. They don't go back on the shelf. They don't go back for sale. They put them in a big warehouse, they load them up on trucks, and they sell them to people like Ben Lucky. And what they do, they never know what they're going to get. But the trucks come in on Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, they open the door. Every single thing, I don't care if it's $40 uh, for sale in some other big box store. It's only $8 on Friday. Saturday, $6. Sunday, 4 bucks. $2 on Monday. Hey, Tuesday, if anything's left, it's only a buck. I've been lucky. And then they reopen uh, after they restock on uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Been lucky, get lucky, just like Ed and I, because we've been lucky before. Oh, we yes. You get lucky, too. All right, yes. Ed, open them up, baby. Here's Mona from Baltimore. Ooh, listen to this. Since you two are old white guys, <laughs> Whoa. don't you? Ooh, yeah. They could, she could have said, since you two are white guys, but she said old white guys. Don't you think you're too biased and set in your ways to give good advice? Ouch. Well, our advice has been held up for many, many years. <laughs> it's the and gold our, standard. It's a, it's a standard. I've got 19 grandchildren. No, I don't. I have nine grandchildren, and my advice goes to them, and they like it. So I think that's a standard. Well, let me ask you this about uh, two old white guys giving advice. Um, do you feel like you have any desire in any of your bones to mistreat any person, no matter their color, their age, their religion, um, all that? Absolutely not. And I don't either. And I don't have to go around and brag that, oh, I have black friends or Hispanic friends or young friends or what, because I don't care who you are if you're a law-abiding citizen. Um, I, I, I'm all for you, 100%. Mm -hmm. and I don't care what color you are or anything. So any advice we have to share, uh, I swear from Ed and I is coming from the right place. <laughs> and listen, and it's my good kids, advice too. <laughs> well, my kids didn't necessarily like my advice when I was giving it to them when they were younger. Uh, it doesn't mean they're always going to like it. It just comes from a good place is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like that nothing good happens after midnight. Bob <laughs> drilled that in their heads. And there's two things you never turn down, Bob. You know what they are. A sweet tea. And what's the and other one? Ice cream. You got that right, baby. That's right. All right. Here's a letter from Nick from Indianapolis. Have you guys ever been to the Indy 500? Do you think it's the greatest car race in America? I've never been to it. Well, I've been there, but it wasn't during that particular race. I was there before it, but it, it uh, they sure go fast, don't they? <laughs> well, and I don't really uh, know the difference between an Indy car and a Grand Prix car. Or Formula. Or Formula One or whatever you call them. Yeah. I don't know the difference, so I'm not gonna be real good answering this I've been to the track but I was there for the first time ever the Grand Prix race was there mm -hmm. 
And it was, uh, there was a quarter million people there. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I know it's huge. It's absolutely huge. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful place. It's very old, very old. It reminds me of Churchill Downs where, you know, you could almost, it needs a big update. Both of those two do, but they're, you know, prestigious for their age. But is it the greatest uh, auto race in the U.S.? How does that stack up against the Daytona 500? Well, I think it's one of the greatest races. Uh, I don't know who all the drivers are. That's what bothers me. And I know most of the NASCAR people, but not, not the Indy people. I think they have Indy races now in Nashville, so that I might, might get to know them a little better. All right. Well, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Uh, I'm Bobby's Ed. We uh, are going to have some complaints for you, and Mr. Brantley kicks us off. Well, I might get in trouble for this. Uh-oh. Biden is a joke. He can't remember things. He can't. He doesn't know where the podium is when he gets up to talk. He's absolutely a joke, and he's making us old guys look bad. And it's not, it's not a good thing. It's just not a good thing. And I, I don't know how this is going to end, but it, it, uh, it's just, it hurts me to watch him do things. It hurts me when somebody asks him a question and he looks like, well, I don't know, let's see. And, well, anyway, do you get well, my point? Well, I, I, I do feel sorry for him. I mean, I don't care, Democrat, Republican, I think he's being taken advantage of and being mm -hmm. told what to do, and I hate that. Um, I really do. I don't want him to get hurt. He keeps falling. Uh, he is. He is. Uh, listen, Ed, he's got no business running for president again. He oh, just no. doesn't, folks. He, it is too many big decisions for that guy to make the decisions. Although I don't think he's making the decisions now. Yeah, I think somebody else is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he needs to go home and be a grandfather and just live his life for the years he has left. The other side of this is that uh, I've gone back and seen videos of him from 20 years ago, and, and he was at one time he had very arrogant. He didn't have a problem with fudging on the truth or mm. just out and out lying. Mm. He's never had a job. He's always mm. been an elected official. His son's got drug problems. He's, I, I just, I don't think, think the guy is completely honest, and nope. I think somehow he's shocked that he was ever elected president. I think you're right. And you know, when in his younger years, he, most of his speeches were borrowed from someone else. That's unbelievable. It is. Okay, what's your complaint, Bob? Oh, uh, I got one, don't I? Oh yeah, yeah. national news. It has yeah. become a joke in the past 10 years. You're right. I mean, they're arrogant. Um, they don't care what the real truth is. It's what the agenda they're pushing. And it just, even if I try to listen to it, I'm just astounded by their arrogance. And they certainly have agendas too. Oh, Lord. Oh. I don't, I, 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 so where, the national news that we grew up with, with your Walter Cronkites, that's gone probably forever, Ed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to this, Ed. Okay, Bob, you can go to edandbob.com. That's a great place to get it all. Or download the Apple Podcast app, Spotify app, or the TuneIn app. Just search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. 
on the Alexa settings, tell your Alexa skills settings to enable TuneIn, then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, boys, what do you want to hear? Say this, the Ed, no, Ed and Bob show. And if you want to comment, we've got a comment section at edandbob.com. Or you can email us. That's right. Just type on your little computer, put in Ed and Bob K and O X. No, I'm sorry. Ed and Bob at Yahoo.com. And then we're on social media at Ed and Bob K and O X, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas K and O X. We're on Facebook too because we got our pretty faces up there. You can see us and say, man, look at them two faces old, of those boys. Two old men. <laughs> two old white guys. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Anything you want to change or apologize for? No. Well, daggone it. Okay. How about anybody you want to shout out to? Well, I was going into a loud mill today, and I saw a sign on the side of that bridge over the river, and it was the John Duncan Bridge. And I just, I haven't seen him in a long time, and just want to say hi. Is that junior or senior? Yeah, it's Jimmy. Oh. So he got his own bridge. Yeah. Yeah, got it. I haven't seen him in a while. I know he got married. His wife passed a couple of years ago, and he got remarried. So I hope he's doing well. Ed, what is our next show going to be all about? We're going to be talking about the Trump indictments. Are they politically motivated? Ooh. There you go. Yep. All right, Mr. Brantley, I've enjoyed it here in uh, July. Next time I talk to you, we will be in August. Man, it'll oh be nice Lord. and cool in August, won't it? <laughs> All right, baby, I'll talk to you then. All right, bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Just like the fellas said, tell me quick, ain't love a 